Hello and welcome to the show. This is the Sales for the Nigerian Business Person podcast. It's available on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple iTunes, or any podcast player of your choice. So subscribe for free once you're done listening to this episode. And yes, that goes for those of you who listen to stuff on um, Apple and on Spotify. You have to pay for the music, but you don't have to pay for the podcast. And once you're done, help your boy out. Give me a five-star review. Also because nobody has given me a four-star or a three-star review yet. So today on the show, we're going to look at how to staff your exhibition booth. Now, the reason why we're doing this is because um, recently I attended the Albert Conversations and we're going to use that as a case study. So yesterday I was over at the um, Albert Conversations in Abuja at the NAF Center. I think that's Nigerian Air Force, I think, close to uh, Guarimpa. And it was a business strategy session with Cosmas Maduka. That's if I remember his name correctly. Uh, I thought it was Cosmas, but I heard somebody say Cosmos. And um, he's a tycoon in the auto sales um, space. And the panels um, also involved people in different uh, business interests. Uh, there was media, um, politics, um, industry, and things of that nature. Now, it was convened by Chika Okorie. I'm not familiar with her. I just followed her on um, LinkedIn last week. But I'm going to have to do some more research on her, get more familiar. But um, yesterday's session that I attended actually was the fifth one that they had organized. And I was surprised because until I saw the billboard not far from my home, I hadn't um, heard anything about the Albert conversations or um, Chika Okori um, before then. Now, at the event, um, at the entry foyer, for those of you who have been to the NAF Center, um, NAF, NAF, Nigerian Air Force um, Center, there were some business stalls with uh, businesses trying to market themselves. That's for those of us who are coming in to attend the program. And then, of course, you know, people hanging out in the foyer and uh, people on their way um, out. So, since this is something that a lot of um, us business owners and self-employed people try to use to promote our business, I figured that uh, we should have suggestions on this episode to be um, on how to be much more effective if this is a tactic that you actually use. Because um, on my way in, I was approached by a couple of people. On my way out, I was approached by a couple of people. And um, let's just use that as a case study to show what the right approach is, what you should be doing, and uh, what you should not be doing. Now, first off, you should have more than one person at the booth. Uh, there was one booth in particular where there was only one person. And uh, funny enough, um, I think that was the booth where they sold the most um, high-end option because they were in the real estate um, space. And, um, you know, one of these uh, fancy real estate companies in Abuja that are concerned about um, automated living, sustainable uh, environment, uh, stuff like that. I'm not saying that these are bad business ideals. I'm just not convinced yet that the average Nigerian is concerned about these sorts of things when it comes to um, buying a home. But then again, I could be wrong because the uh, remember that um, I think two or three years ago, I did a training on how to close the deal in real estate and that was for Kairos um, Real Estate. They seem to have a healthy, um, thriving practice and um, that is part of the messaging that they put out there. And I'm not sure how much of it is the messaging resonating with people, you know, that we have to care about the environment. Um, I think it's more about, um, what's that word? Is it um, signaling? The signaling and the positioning that goes along with that kind of messaging. Um, in other words, people who are supposed to be uh, concerned about the environment and uh, automated living and sustainable living and stuff like that, 
typically would expect those people to be um, off market, high net worth individuals, you know, those sorts of things. So I'm assuming that it's actually the um, signaling that is uh, the signaling and the positioning that is um, having the desired effect. But of course, since I'm interested in how um, real estate companies try to market themselves that way, I'll try and spend some more time with real estate folks and try and dig into it and see how effective that particular uh, marketing message is. Anyway, so, um, yeah, so at that, at that stand, they only had one person. And having only one person at the stand is a big problem. It's a bad idea because fatigue. These events last a while. It was scheduled to last from 10 till I think 12.30. I left the venue at 1.30 and things were still going on. And that's a lot of time for somebody to be sitting alone, attending to, uh, to customers uh, or people who are uh, trying to make um, inquiries. And then, of course, you don't want to go and take a toilet break because uh, what if you stand up and you leave and then somebody who is interested comes or you stand up and you leave and you come back and somebody has stolen the company monitor or something like that. So it can be very uncomfortable when you have just one person in the booth. <clears throat> there's fatigue, uh, there's boredom. And then um, on a practical level, you need more hands at the end of the event where there's going to be a huge crowd surge. Now, if you're going to be at an international trade fair, like the Abuja International Trade Fair is coming up soon, um, um, there's going to be a huge, um, there might be periods where there's laws in traffic and then there's a huge surge. So the more hands you have, the better. Now, I'm not saying go and put seven people um, at the booth. You know, you play these things by ear. So maybe this year you attend Albert Conversations, you have only two people at the booth. And let's say Albert Conversations, they're very good at drawing a crowd. And so maybe you guys got overwhelmed at two. Then the next edition of the Albert Conversations, you try going with three or maybe four. And then you see how it goes. You play it by ear. Now, there's one thing that all the people did really good over there. And that's that they were all paying attention to lead generation. They were all, uh, they all got contact sheets there. Now, that is a very good idea because the whole point of having these things is we need leads, people who might be interested, who we can call later on to follow up and see if we can close some business. So, it was good that everybody had a contact sheet, but um, some parts of it were poorly um, executed. And so, let's get straight to um, the meat of my concerns here. Now, when you have a contact sheet, the goal isn't to get as many possible phone numbers as possible. That's not the goal. It's not as many numbers as you can get. The goal is to have the best qualified candidates as possible, regardless of how many. Let me repeat that in case you guys didn't get it. It's not the most amount of phone numbers that you're going to get that will determine how much business you do. It is the, the quality, the best, it's the quality of the candidates who you get down that will determine whether this is going to be um, a good outing or not. Now, let's um, use, uh, let's try and put some flesh on that. If for that kind of event, you get 500 phone numbers, and it is possible because NAF is a big hall, and uh, um, Albert Conversations, uh, Chika Okuri, um, for the program, they were able to get the hall, I would say, maybe 80, 70, 80% full. So it's possible that you can get 500 phone numbers from that kind of event. But there's no point in getting 500 phone numbers if only 10 people are really interested in what it is that you buy or you sell. Let's get back to these real estate people. It seemed really high-end, very fancy, tech communities, solar panels, you know, blah, blah, blah. I doubt that in the whole hall, 
the whole NAF hall, let's say there were 1,500 of us or maybe 2,000, I doubt that if they got 500 phone numbers from that, that the 500 phone numbers are actually people who are interested and are ready to um, put a down payment on the property today, next year, or maybe in two or three years' time. I doubt that that is possible. For that sort of thing, I think it's going to be a small amount. But anyway, I can't hazard a guess. And besides, in sales, we don't like guessing. You go there, you have a plan, get feedback, test out your results, reiterate, take another stab at it. So no guessing. So 500 phone numbers, if it turns out that only 10 people are really interested, this is a very bad idea. And this is why. Number one, it is time consuming to run through 500 phone numbers because you can't call 500 phone numbers or text 500 phone numbers today. So most likely you work on 10 or 20 today, 10 or 20 tomorrow, you know, you get the whole idea. If you're doing 100 a week, you're going to be working on that list for a month and a half. That's if it's only you who is doing it. But of course, if you have other stuff, then yeah, it makes it easier. But still, it's going to be time consuming. Then it's going to be demoralizing from all the no's that you get. Because remember, in this hypothetical, we're assuming that in a crowd of 2,500, maybe only 10 people are ready to drop money now and buy that house or pay a deposit now or get ready to pay a deposit next year. Let's be realistic, all right? So let's just guess 10. If you get only 10 yeses, then that means you're going to get 490 noes in this case. Now, even for those of us who are really strong, in quote, and been sales professionals for a while, 490 noes to get to 10 yeses is demoralizing. Now, for the average person, your average staff, they're going to be less enthusiastic for the next event because they won't remember that they got 10 people to buy houses, what they'll remember is the 490 no's that they get. So the next time the event comes around, they're going to look for excuses. They'll want the day off. Uh, Sorry, ma, I'm not feeling well. I'm feeling sick. Um, I have to travel home. My uncle has called me. You know, you start hearing all those excuses the next time the event comes around. So um, that's the reason why we shouldn't be focusing on as many numbers as possible. Now, in this case, in another case, let's say you got only 24 numbers. And then it turned out that 10 people were interested. The reverse scenario is now the case. It is much more motivating because it feels like half the people who showed up were interested. That gets people jazzed up for next year. That man, last year, 20 people came or 30 people came. We closed 10. Man, that was good. Uh, at least now that uh, we've tested it out, we've refined our process, we've gotten some training, this year we'll be able to kill it. At least this year, if we should get like 34 numbers, we should be able to close 25 or maybe even 30. You know, people will be jazzed up and they're ready to go because um, it seemed like they got 50%. Now, in this scenario, remember, we're talking about buying houses, a crowd of 1,500, maybe 2,000 people. So realistically speaking, we know that not everybody is going to buy. So regardless of the number of phone calls you get, whether you, sorry, phone numbers, whether you get 500 phone numbers, 20 phone numbers, or 30 phone numbers, it's just what it is. It is just what it is. Number of people who will buy are just the number of people who um, will buy. So now, what should you do in this sort of thing? You should be engaging in conversations and asking questions before you get phone numbers. Because there are some booths where I went to where even though I told them from the beginning, like, oh, no, 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 I'm not in the market. I'm just curious. They still wanted my phone number anyway. 
What is the point of getting somebody's phone number who has told you, I am not interested, I am just curious, never heard of your business before. So I mean, like, what's the point? Then, uh, the kind of questions that you should ask, like, um, you could ask them, are you in the market for XYZ? Um, okay, are you in the market? That might be too formal for some people, but that's just the way that I talk. I ask straight up, are you in the market for blah, blah, blah? You might change it. You might ask the question, um, are you considering um, getting a new home today? Uh, okay, there was also a company there that did um, um, business loans. Uh, you can ask, um, hey, what business are you involved in? The person will talk a little bit. Um, are you having any um, um, financing? Do you need financing? Uh, would you like to discuss financing requirements? You know, things like that. You're trying to gauge, is this person interested or are they just curious or are they just having a look? Sometimes, um, welcome to the stand. How can I help you today? That's enough to get into a general conversation that'll help you figure out is this person just a worker pass or does this person have a problem that they're trying to solve that uh, my product or service can help them solve? So these are the kind of questions you should be asking. Are you in the market for X, Y, Z? Are you thinking of doing blah, blah, blah? Uh, welcome today. How can I help? Um, have you heard of us before? Oh, okay, you're just curious. Um, you're just having a look. You know, things like that. Now, my tip is this. Don't collect phone numbers from anyone who is not interested. Only collect phone numbers when you have <clears throat> a specific follow-up item or a specific action point that you have to follow through on. Let me repeat it. It's going to make this thing a lot easier. Only collect phone numbers when there is a specific reason to follow up on something. If not, you're going to call the person and you're going to say, Hey, hello, you came by our booth yesterday. How are you doing? I hope you enjoyed the event. It was nice talking to you. I just said I should say hello. Uh, I wanted to follow up. Okay, you're still thinking about it. Okay, no problem. I'll call you next week. And then you end the conversation. Now, uh, kudos to you if you make that phone call because lots of people are scared I won't make the phone call. So uh, kudos if you actually do make the phone call. But that is not a very productive phone call because you haven't made any progress. You don't know if the person is interested. You don't know what the um, next step is. But if there is a specific reason that you get through the conversation to follow up, um, to, to, uh, to follow through on, then that's a good reason. So let's say somebody says, oh, I'm interested, but I'm in a hurry. I have to get to the airport. This conversation ran, uh, this uh, program ran uh, too long. So I'm in a hurry to get to the airport. I'm in a hurry to pick up my kids because like I was in a hurry to get up, uh, um, pick my kids. Then collect the phone number. There's a specific reason. You can call back tomorrow and say, hello, uh, Madam Kate, you came by XYZ stand yesterday. Um, uh, you came by the stand X, uh, yesterday. We discussed one, two, three, and four, five, six. But you had to run because you wanted to go um, pick up your kids. And uh, so I'm calling you back right now, just as we promised. Is this a good time to talk? Now, the person is going to remember like, oh, okay, yes. I did speak to one young man or one young woman yesterday. And I remember talking about these sorts of things vaguely and... Uh, and of course, you know, you mentioned what is that they said that when you hurry to get their kids or to catch the airport or stuff like that. So it's much more familiar. Clearly, uh, it rings a bell. So, yeah, you will now be open to a conversation. Here you can see that there's a specific reason for you to call the person because there's something in particular that you're trying to follow through on. We started a conversation, but you had to dash. You said you were interested. You gave me your phone number. You said I should call you back and I'm calling you back. Another person might say, OK, this sounds like a good idea, but I have to discuss with my wife. 
I have to discuss with my husband. I have to discuss with my board. I have to talk to my business partner. I have to talk to my brother, my sister. I have to collect with my uh, talk to my IT department. If someone says something like that, yeah, collect the phone number because now you have a specific reason to call them and there's something to follow up on. You call the person and you say, hey, Madam uh, Chike, was nice meeting you at the stand yesterday. We spoke about one, two, three, four, five, six. But you said you wanted to discuss with your IT department whether this criteria works with this or whether this is going to work with um, our, our server. So that's the reason why I'm calling. And you're going to have a productive conversation. First of all, you confirm whether she has spoken to the IT, uh, what the IT people suspect the problem might be, if there's going to be any integration problem. Then you're going to be able to schedule a meeting to say, okay, can I come in, uh, make a presentation with your IT crew, let's see if we can troubleshoot and see if this solution is even effective for your own kind of business. I mean, you can see that this conversation is going to move along because there's a specific reason to collect the phone number. Someone else says, uh, if someone just says, oh, this is a wonderful idea. You know how people say like, ah, this is beautiful. Ah, this is wonderful. This is such a modern 21st century, blah, 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 blah. Ah, this is beautiful. You Nigerians are very good at coming up with business and blah, 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 blah. And what school did you go to? Oh, you're so smart. You know, when people start engaging you in that kind of conversations, there's really no need to collect the phone number, at least not yet. You have to ask questions. If somebody says, ah, this is a wonderful idea, uh, modern 21st century, blah, 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 ask some more questions. What do you like about it? Hear what they say. What would that help you achieve, you know, in your business, in your whatever? Hear what they say. How does that fit into your plan for X, Y, Z? Hear what they say. The reason that they give will now be your follow-up um, action, uh, your follow-up plan or your action item for the next call. If somebody says, hey, this is a wonderful idea, and you ask, oh, what do you like about it? And the person says, this kind of living, blah, 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 the energy savings, the house that I have in uh, Inugu that we built in 1976, spending this on light bulbs, spending this on blah, 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 blah. I'm thinking of selling it and getting something new. Now you can see that there's another reason why you want to call this chief or you want to call this uh, madame back because she didn't just say that it's a wonderful idea. She says it's a wonderful idea because she sees how these kind of estates are going to be um, <clears throat> much more, what's the word, cost-effective um, to manage. Because even if somebody want, has all the money in the world, you know, very few people just don't want to uh, waste money and throw around all over there. So this is a wonderful idea. That doesn't mean she collect the person's phone number. Ask some more questions. What do you like? Uh, what interests you? What would that help you achieve? How does that fit into plan for this, 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 and that, 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 that? That will give the reason for the call. So, in case I haven't stressed it enough, let me stress it again. Don't collect phone numbers unless you have a good reason to call them back tomorrow or to call them back next week. You're only going to get that reason if you have fruitful conversations with someone. Now, let's say you do run into someone like me because really, I was just curious. I'm a sales consultant, I'm a sales coach and a business consultant. So I'm always interested in how people are selling and I'm interested about what new ideas are out there in the market. So of course, I'm always looking for more people to talk to, collecting materials, trying to meet new people, things like that. It doesn't mean I am in the market to buy. So that's why I was talking to the real estate person, to the financing company, and to all the other people. I went through all the boots, but I was not ready to buy everything. I was just curious. So if you run into someone who tells you straight up that he's not interested, this is what you should do. And actually, this is what the uh, real estate lady did. That was beautiful. 
I can see that she has given, she has received small training. Just give them a flyer and let them go. If they say they're not interested, why are you wasting time having a 20-minute conversation with someone who is not interested? You'll have five or ten of those 20-minute conversations and then you'll be tired. And then by the time somebody comes who is worth investing time with, you'll be tired, your breath stinks because you've been talking non-stop, uh, you know, you've been standing for one hour so your feet hurt, uh, you know, you want to go and pee, all, all kinds of things. If somebody's not interested, let them go. Give them a flyer and let them go. Flyers are cheap, so hand it to them, let them go. Don't give them a brochure. Brochures are expensive to produce. Keep the brochures only for people who are interested. So, Because I got there, we had a small chat, and I told her, oh, that I was merely curious. And she said, oh, okay, actually, this would be a lot better. Then she took back the brochure from me, smart young woman, and then she gave me the flyers. You know, uh, you know the information about this, this, this are here, or you can call this number, or you can follow us on Instagram. I say, oh, I'm not really on Instagram. So, oh, no problem. Are you on LinkedIn? I say, yes. Okay, on LinkedIn we are blah, blah, blah. Let me write it down here. Uh, thank you very much for coming, sir. Enjoy the rest of your day. So that's how you do it. If someone comes and they are not interested, give them a flyer, let them go. Focus only on people who are interested. If you want a reminder about the thought process and how to sort through, listen to this podcast episode again. And um, search for the podcast episodes I've made in the past around qualification, uh, discovery, uh, business expos, things like that. And you get so much more, uh, you get more ideas. So that's all for today's folks. If you love what you've been hearing on the podcast and you're getting ready for an international trade fair or a business expo or some company outreach, then hit me up on 080-6466-2140. You can call SMS, send a WhatsApp or a Telegram so that we can craft the right plan for your team to attack this trade fair or this outreach that you guys are going for. Or if you're going to handle the booth yourself, then that's fine. Hit me up so that we can come up with a perfect plan for you to handle your business at the expo. Also, remember to connect with me on LinkedIn or your social media of choice. I am not on X anymore. I'm not on Twitter anymore. I've been banned. Uh, Okay, I promise I'm going to make that episode, I'll do it next week, uh, to um, talk about why I was banned from um, X or Twitter. So, uh, you can connect with me on social media of your choice. My name is Tavishima Ayede. You can confirm the spelling of my name and the email address on the website where you're listening to this episode or the profile of the podcast app where you're listening to my voice. Thanks for your time and attention. I'll catch you guys at the next episode.